Hello, welcome to our Health Hub for Newcomers and our series of podcasts where we'll discuss topics related to health and wellness in various languages. We represent the Alberta International Medical Graduates Association, known as AIMGA. AIMGA is a non-profit organization dedicated to the successful integration of international medical graduates into the Canadian system. We have a health and wellness team that is working in community to educate newcomers regarding various health topics, supports and services available and how to access this support so that we become more knowledgeable about our overall health and lead healthy and productive lives. So once again, welcome to our first podcast and let's get started. So I'm Ifoma Iloalu, a physician from Nigeria, and I have with me here today, Christine. Hello, Christine. Hello, I'm Christine Weber, a physician from Venezuela. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about the latest information around COVID-19. Okay, so in the past eight months, the world has been affected by one of the worst tragedies in decades, the COVID-19 pandemic. This pandemic has affected millions of people around the world and hundreds of thousands have lost their lives due to this virus. Yes, it has affected people's lives in many ways and the lives of newcomers. With lockdown, so many have experienced a loss of income, businesses have closed, people's overall health has declined, including their physical and emotional well-being. Uh, yes, it really has taken its toll on the well-being of all of us. There's been a rise in mental health illnesses and domestic violence. And with winter months coming, many of us are experiencing that COVID uh, fatigue syndrome. Yeah, we've had to adapt in so many ways and the resurgence of cases in recent weeks, there are concerns as to whether or not we're heading towards another lockdown, something that most of us are not looking forward to at all. Which brings us to the focus of our podcast today. So let's get the ball rolling, shall we? Yeah. So, Christine, most people have a good understanding of what COVID-19 is from the news, social media, and other information sources. But what would be the key message you would like our listeners to walk away with today? Well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, people are feeling tired. But it is more important now to continue to be vigilant in maintaining physical distancing, practicing hand hygiene, and wearing masks. Even with the talk of vaccine coming to market, we really do need to limit uh, our exposure as much as possible, which means any form of indoor social gatherings uh, where you would be talking to people for any length of time and so on. I think the best thing is to ask ourselves, is am I willing to put myself and others at risk? Um, at, this, at the same time, it is important we remain social and to look at ways we can do that without increasing our risk. Is a certain, certainly, this is important to our mental health. Yeah, it's definitely important to our health. So over the course of the pandemic, there's been much controversy around masks. So let's talk about the latest guidelines on masks. Yes, uh, we've seen an increase of masks becoming mandatory in more uh, areas around Canada. 
as the numbers of cases increase, basically everybody, every, everyone is being encouraged uh, to or mandated to wear non-medical masks in public places, especially when you are in public or crowded places, such as in shopping centers, events, while using public transport. What scientists are, are becoming increasingly more aware of is that the virus is mostly being transmitted uh, via the air. And that for many people, uh, particularly younger people who are positive, they have no symptoms, which is why authorities are asking people to limit exposure where possible, uh, where you would be in contact with someone for prolonged periods of time. Um, if this cannot be avoided, then masks are important to decrease risk in public. Uh, the indoor places where social distancing is not possible or cannot be controlled. Oh, thank you. That's very helpful. You mentioned non-medical masks. What do you mean by that? Well, the, the use of masks is part of the comprehensive strategy to prevent the transmission of the disease, COVID-19. Uh, so medical masks, for example, N95 masks, are meant to be used by healthcare uh, personnel who are in contact with individuals with COVID-19 and work in high-risk settings with aerosols and respiratory droplets exposures. It's important to understand that medical masks are spe um, specialized masks with limited production uh, and are better left for use for frontline healthcare workers. For people like you and me, a non-medical mask that is commercially available, including the cloth mask, also should be sufficient to prevent the spread of aerosols. Remember, the spread of the disease is mainly by close contact and exposure to aerosols. So maintaining safe distancing and wearing masks in public places are extremely important measures. Okay, that's a good reminder. Lately, there have been talks about increasing the layers and non-medical masks. What does that mean and why is that? Well, that is true. Uh, Dr. Teresa Tam, Canada's Chief Public Health uh, Officer, has recommended a three-layer mask that includes the standard two layers of uh, weapon fabric and uh, an additional layer of filter-like fabric. Uh, we must understand that um, as the number of cases increase, additional precautions are being recommended as we are, are seeing larger number of disease spreaders who are asymptomatic. Uh, meaning that uh, don't have the typical signs and symptoms of COVID-19. Yeah, I see a lot of people that wear their masks around their chin or with their nostrils exposed. So before we move on, can we remind our listeners of the correct use of masks? Yes, of course. The, uh, it's very important. The mask should cover the nose and mouth completely and should be snug. You cannot wear just over your chin or just uh, cover your mouth or leave it hanging on one side. And if you wear glasses and notice that your glasses are getting fogged uh, up as you breathe, the mask is not tight enough and aerosols are leaking out. That's what uh, we are trying to prevent. Okay, so what you're saying is that having a non-medical mask with three layers of no value, if not one correctly, right? Absolutely. Uh, it is also important to remember to wash your hands at least for 20 seconds or thoroughly sanitize them before putting the mask on and also before taking it off. 
once you have put your mask on correctly, avoid touching your face or your nose underneath the mask. These are important measures to avoid the contamination. And if you have used a mask and think that it may have become dirty or spoiled, replace it. If it's disposable, non-medical mask, uh, you must dispose it uh, in a properly, uh, uh, properly so it isn't a source of infection. And in case uh, a cloth mask, these can be washed and reused as laundry detergent does kill them, the virus. Oh, that's good to know. So are there people that, are there a particular group of people that are advised not to wear masks? Well, it is difficult for children under two years of age to, to keep the mask on. And public health authorities uh, are advising to not put masks on children under two. Also people, let's say, with serious respiratory conditions. In these situations, it, uh, it advised not uh, to minimize exposure and to maintain a safe social distance. Okay, I think we've covered mass. Let's turn our focus towards the flu, flu season, as many people have questions around the flu vaccine versus a vaccination for COVID-19. What are your thoughts about that? Well, yes, uh, this year uh, we've seen an increase in the number of people uh, wanting the flu vaccine which is encouraged. Uh, while getting the flu shot um, may not prevent you from getting COVID-19, it is important to understand that, that uh, the, last, uh, the last thing we need is an overburden to our healthcare system and uh, with respiratory illnesses and complications due to the flu virus during uh, this COVID-19 pandemic. So we do encourage everyone to get the flu vaccine to prevent themselves and, and others from contracting the disease. Actually, the flu vaccine is provided to Albertans free of charge and can be taken by individuals six months of age and above. So we are in a unique situation at this time due to COVID-19 pandemic. Flu and COVID-19 are caused by two different viruses, although they have uh, similar symptoms. So in previous years, approximately some 25 to 30 percent of Albertans have had vaccined uh, with flu vaccines. Uh, sorry, have, have actually vaccinated with flu vaccines. And this year we're looking at an increase. And so I really do encourage our listeners to reach out to community health centers, pharmacies, health clinics and get vaccinated. Okay, so speaking of COVID vaccine, what is the latest on COVID vaccine? Can you fill us in on what's going on? So the government of Canada has entered into agreements with various leading pharmaceutical companies to secure millions of doses of COVID-19 vaccine uh, candidates and active negotiations with other potential vaccine suppliers are also underway. So uh, various government health agencies of Canada are working together along with the COVID-19 vaccine task force to prepare uh, for the uh, procurement of COVID-19 vaccines and uh, related supplies, which is expected as early as uh, mid-2021. So they've also made decisions on who will get it first and are looking to, to uh, the delivering it across the country. Of course, it has been recommended elderly people, uh, specifically those over 70, be first in line for the vaccine as they've been hit the hardest. Uh, 
and followed by healthcare professionals and then essential workers like police, firefighters, uh, say grocery store employees. There, there's been mention of making sure that the vaccine is available earlier to people in close quarter facilities, like meat, meat packing facilities, prisons and homeless sh uh, shelters, where we see that the virus has spread quickly. Yes, as Dr. Theresa Tam said, I think Canadians need to understand that some people have to be at the front of the line. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, there are certainly populations and contexts that are more vulnerable than others. Okay. With winter coming, flu season and no immediate end of COVID inside, what can we do to boost our immunity at this time? This is a very important question. Um, there is no known treatment for COVID-19. And we have talked about vaccines earlier. Uh, we must be careful with uh, this misinformation on various treatment options and other remedies that is being circulated on social media. It is the best interest uh, of our friends, family, and fellow citizens that we do not forward any such information that has not been sustained by health officials. It's, it's very important that we eat balanced and healthy diet, do not compromise our sleep, and stay well hydrated and maintain uh, at 30 minutes a day exercise routine and maintain a, a routine that's very important. Uh, basically, most of us rely on, on the information that we receive on social media. And uh, recently, recently, let's say I was forwarded a text message uh, about some cultural remedy um, that can completely eradicate the coronavirus from one's body and that's what it, it said. And, and while there is evidence that there is alternative medicines and traditional therapeutic approach being useful in many illnesses, as far as COVID-19 is concerned, there is no conclusive evidence that black pepper with honey and ginger juice or any other of these such remedies will work. So uh, the virus in its worst form is affecting many different systems of our, of our human body and most importantly, the respiratory system. And one should contact the health services by uh, contact, contacting their family doctor or calling 811 in case of mild symptoms, such as cough, flu-like symptoms, sore throat, fever with body aches, fatigue, and uh, most important in case of severe symptoms, such as difficulty breathing, severe vomiting, and uh, extreme lethargy, please call 911 immediately. Oh, that's very informative. Um, yes, but is there anything else that is backed by science with regards to things we might do or take that are good for boosting our immunity? Uh, well, um, we all have some home remedies in our respective cultures about what is good for us and some of that might be the nutritional benefits of particular foods or spices. Um, when we say a healthy diet, we really want a diet that is low in fat, includes green leafy vegetables. Certain, uh, certainly what we put in our body can help, our, help or put uh, strain on our system. So when we sleep, our bodies are in repair state. Therefore, good sleep hygiene is very, very important. And uh, many of us uh, do not drink enough water. And with the dry winters here in Alberta, 
we really need to drink more fluids and water in our best uh, is is our best choice okay and what advice do you have for people's emotional health as it's not just our physical health that is being impacted during these times and you are absolutely right there are, there are many many stressors associated with this pandemic which we alluded to earlier such as financial pressures unemployment worries about our loved ones loneliness and and so on and uh, mental health well-being is an important element of our daily lives and with covid-19 pandemic the alberta health services have provided resources to reach out in case of domestic violence mental health helpline addiction helpline and distress centers that are available uh, at their website and uh, there are difficult times in and with uncertainty about this pandemic and there is an increased uh, level of anxiety among people so we should try our best to de-stress de ourselves by some simple measures you know such as staying in contact with family and friends uh, by phone calls FaceTime or or similar platforms and uh, even meditation is is a known method that can help us relieve stress and 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 bring calm to someone during stressful times with prolonged periods of staying indoors and the problems related to loss of income employment can be a factor that can definitely increase uh, intake of alcohol or other active, uh, addictive substances so everyone should be careful and drink responsibly and uh, in moderation and uh, cigarette smoking and vaping are known to harm our lungs and can damage the capacity to fight covid-19 infection awesome on behalf of our listeners thank you for the updates and advice it's our goal to make health related information available on in multiple languages so we hope our listeners will help in sharing this podcast we'll be releasing this podcast monthly and if any of our listeners have featured topics that they would like us to discuss we'll be gathering information from communities stay diligent stay safe and be resilient everyone thank you Thank you. It's been a pleasure and take care, everyone.